Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Proverbs chapter 6. We want to look at verse number 16. This is a very popular verse of the scripture where we talk about the seven deadly sins. Proverbs chapter 6, reading from verse number 16, the Bible says, Six things that the Lord hates, yea, seven an abomination unto him. He said, a proud look, a lying tongue, a hand that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imagination, feet that is swift to run into mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. We read that verse again. Six things the Lord hates. Number seven are an abomination unto him. Number one is a proud look. Number two is a lying tongue. Number three is a hand that shed innocent blood. Number four is a heart that devises wicked imagination. Five feet that, that is sweet to run into mischief. False weakness that speaketh lie. And he that sows discord among brethren. You will notice from that particular list. That the very top, on top of that particular list of the things that God does not really like. Is that on top of that list is pride. And the question is why? Why is it that pride is the thing that the Lord lists as number one thing that he doesn't like? What is it about pride that God hates so much? Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel 28, reading from verse number 11, the Bible tells us that. It said, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, Take a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus says the Lord, Thou sealeth of the sun, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, the gold, the wand, and the workmanship of thy tablet, and thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that, that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God, and thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created until iniquity was found in thee. Verse number 16. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee out as profane out of the mountain, out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee, I will cast thee to the ground, and I will lay thee before the, before kings, that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities, by the iniquities of thy traffic. Therefore I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, and I, will, I shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. And they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee, and shall be, and, and thou shalt be a terror, and, and, shall, and never shall thou be any more. From this verse of scripture, a long verse of scripture that we've read, but from this kind of scripture, you will see why the Lord God Almighty 
detest this idea of pride. This thing called pride, that we see that the Lord Almighty detests it from this verse of scripture. And the first reason why God hates pride is because it defiles. Pride defiles, and that is why God hates it. The Bible says that was made perfect. In other words, when the Lord made this anointed cherub, when the Lord created him, it was a perfect creation. But as soon as pride came into the picture, as soon as pride entered into the heart of this particular creature, the Bible says that it became that was made perfect in that way. From the day that that was created until iniquity was found in thee. If you read verse number 18 of that, Ezekiel 28, the Bible says thou has de- thou has defiled thy by the multitude of thy iniquities and by the iniquities of thy traffic. In other words, pride defiles. It defiles the things that God has made. It defiles the purposes of God. It defiles the intention of the Almighty God, not just for the life that has been infested, but for every life that touches that particular person. You'll find that if you find pride in the house of God, it defiles the temple of the Almighty God. It defiles the pulpit of God. It defiles the house of the Almighty God. And every man and every woman that is connected with that particular pride will find that there will be defiling that takes place. So that is the number one reason. Number two reason why God hates pride is because it not only defiles, it corrupts. There is a difference between when you defile something. But when you end up corrupting that thing, you find out that you turn the purpose of that thing against itself. It is one thing for you to take a white cloth and stain it. It's another thing for you to take that white stone, that white cloth that is supposed to be laid on the bed where people sleep in and now turn it into a rag that is used for cleaning. You have corrupted that particular thing. You have not only defiled it, but you have corrupted it. The Bible said that has lifted, that was lifted up in thy beauty. Thou has corrupted by wisdom, that was cor- that has corrupted by wisdom by reason of thy brightness. And I will cast it down. In other words, there is a reason why God made that particular cherub. His intention was to worship in the presence of the Almighty God. But when this particular issue of pride came into the life of this individual, what you find is that the purpose of that creation, the purpose of that creature was turned around. It was no longer a creature of worship. It was no longer a creature that brought glory to the Almighty God. It was no longer a creature that was supposed to bring the presence of the Almighty God down to wherever it is. But what you find that it became a completely different thing. It now became a creature that now competes with his creator. And that is what you find. The pride corrupts. And because it corrupts, God hates it. Number three, the wide reason the Lord God Almighty hates it is because it not only corrupts, it not only defies, but it destroys. The purpose of the Almighty God for this particular creation was to be an anointed cherub that stands in the very presence of the Almighty God. But you find out that when pride came in, the very lofty goal that God had in store for this individual, the very high purpose that God had for this particular creator, uh, creation, you will find that that particular purpose was destroyed. Because the whole thing became vandalized. That particular purpose was aborted. Thou has been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was in thee. Thou was the anointed cherub. And I said this so. Thou was upon the mountain of God. Thou walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. There was what is called access for this particular, for this particular uh, creature. It had access that no other creature had. It had access to the presence of the Almighty God. This was the covering cherub. This was the cherub that had everything inside built into it. The Bible said that the day was built, was built, you know, it was, it was made for that particular purpose. But when pride came in, it destroyed that thing. And the same thing will happen to any life. No matter how anointed you are. 
no matter how talented you are, no matter how beautiful you are, no matter how connected you are, the day pride sets in into the life of an individual, the day pride sets into a marriage, the day pride sets into a ministry, the day pride sets into any career, you will find out that that will be the height, that will be the, that, the, the day that pride sets in, everything goes downhill from there. And destruction always follows. And that is one of the reasons why the Almighty God detests this idea of pride. Number four, why does pride, why does God hate pride? God hates pride because it betrays. Pride betrays. Because what you find is that the Bible tells us that this particular creator, this particular creature, that the Lord Almighty made, the intention was for you to be a covering cherub, not to now begin to fight to take the position of the Almighty God. You were supposed to be a creation of the Almighty God. You are not the creator. And what happened is that because the Almighty God invested a lot of beauty, invested a lot of resources, the Bible tells us all the precious stones was inside this particular, this particular creature. Now, you had all these things in you for a particular purpose. There is a reason why God gave you the talent he gave you. There is a reason why he gave you the wisdom, gave you the connection, gave you the skills, gave you all that he gave you. Now, if you now turn those things to another purpose, outside of the purpose of the Almighty God, you have betrayed the intentions of God that he puts upon your life. And that is one of the reasons why the Almighty God hates this thing. You will notice there was a particular story in the scripture about a woman called Queen Vachi. The Bible tells us that she was a queen uh, that was married to this particular king, King Azazos, uh, uh, as, as or whatever, how do you pronounce that thing? But the idea was that the king wanted the woman to come. Wanted to come and show off the beauty, not just to himself, but to the entire nation. And this woman was so taken by her own beauty, she forgot her role as a queen, and now decided that her beauty was for upon herself, and that she was not going to come out when she was with someone. And as a result, what happened? She betrayed the trust that the king has placed upon her, and then eventually lost the position. The point you are making is that the Lord hates pride, because it takes what God has deposited in you, betrays the very purpose for which you have been given, and turns it into a different thing. Now, this being granted, you know, this particular person, the 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 the, 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 uh, the creature that we're talking about, Satan that we're talking about, when he was given this access, here was a creature that could come into the presence of the Almighty God at any time. He could approach the presence of God at any time. Now, he was given this undue access, but for one reason or another, he thought that that access was not enough. He felt that he deserved the throne himself. And that's why I say, I want to exalt my throne above the Almighty God. There is this thing that happened, you know, that always happened when I was still uh, actively teaching in the, uh, in, in, the, in the colleges. One of the things I find is this. When I give a test to students, and towards the end of the semester, I try to say, let's see how we can adjust the grade so that the students that are at the borderline, we can at least make sure that they don't just fill out the class because it costs money to take every class. So when you see a, st- a student who is just teetering at the border and you try to kind of adjust the grade or you give them an extra credit to push their grade just above passing mark and you give them a C, when you hear their conversation in the hallway, they will say the teacher gave me a C and act as if they deserve a B or a C uh, or a B or an A. Okay? When you give somebody something, they think that they get more, they think that they deserve more. And you see it every time. Even at a place of work, you see it in the house. When somebody, when you try to give people what, you know, a little more than they, or a little more than they deserve, they feel that they deserve more. And that is exactly what happened to this guy here. He was given this access. He thought for some reason that, I mean, I'm beautiful. 
I am the covering cherub. I am the one that calls the worship. More like the heavenly choir master. I should be running this show. I shouldn't be taking order from somebody. And that is what happens here. And when that gets into our minds. When it gets into our brain. When it gets into our psyche. That yes we deserve more. That we think that we, that we are currently getting. When we feel that we are the person who should be standing in front. And we are not supposed to be following. If you don't take time. You may end up destroying the good things that God has in store for you. God hates pride because it betrays. Not only that, not only that, God hates pride because it promotes dissension. If you read the book of Jude, one verse of the scripture, just one, cha- one chapter in that particular book, the Bible tells us there, I'm not sure, I think it's starting from verse number 21, if I'm not mistaken. But it says that, it said that the angels that were not, that did not keep their first estates, Okay, say so they lost their place. Why? You look at those angels, those were the angels that rebelled with Satan because the Bible makes us understand that a third of heaven went when this particular cherub decided to create a mutiny. What you find is that when pride comes in, it always creates dissension. Because it's going to look for it's, it's going to look for sympathetic ears. It's going to look for people who will follow its course and begin to say, "Did you hear what this person said? Did you hear what that brother said? Did you hear what that sister said?" And before you know what, the the, 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 the the pride will come in and create a separation and dissension will take place. It's in the multitude of thy merchandise thou have filled the midst with the filled the midst of thee with violence. In other words, as you begin to do. Um, there is a word that we use back in my neck, in the neck of the wood where I come from. I'm trying to find an English word for it. Uh, uh how do you say that in English? Uh, uh, is it what? Uh, it doesn't really capture the, the thing that I'm trying to say. But you, I, I don't know. It's, it's just one word I can't translate. But basically, if you are, if I do the literal translation, it means that when you are putting your mouth in the ground, how do I, I I don't know, it's more like gossip, something like that, but it's deeper than gossip. The thing is, the Lord Bible is saying, if you look at this verse of the scripture, the Lord is saying that when Satan was busy gossiping, trafficking its own intentions among the angels, what you created was you created violence in the midst of thee. You started talking, you started creating division, you started talking about your intention, you started talking about how how unjust the Almighty God was, how He is the only one that is sitting upon the throne. Is this throne throne not big enough for another person? Why would it be the only God? We should be all our gods. Don't you know that? And that is the same load of crap that is sold to Adam and Eve. When they said that, don't you know that when you eat the day you eat this, you are going to be like gods? When He went to, the Bible said, by the multitude of thy merchandise, they, they... they have filled the midst of thee with violence. You have filled your own entire area of influence with all the load of nonsense that you have been talking about. And that is what happens in the life of an individual. The day you think that you are better than what is going on, that you are better than what you are. The day you feel that you deserve more. The day you feel that you are supposed to be in a place of prominence. The day you feel that yes, every other person should bow at your throne. What you will find is that you will begin to propagate that idea among the men and women who will listen to you. And in the process, you are going to cause division. And not only division, you are going to begin to split the rank. And the Bible tells us, if you go back to that Proverbs chapter 6, he said that the, among the, 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 dead, the dead, listen, he said, the one that sows discord among brethren. And you will know that it flows right from the beginning, which from what? From pride. Because once it gets in, it creates this crazy idea of who you think you are. And before you know what's happening, in order to promote that idea, you start to sow discord among brethren. God hates pride. 
because it promotes this uh, dissension. Number six, God hates pride because it tries to absorb God's authority. This is what the only, the Bible, God will not, God will not play with his authority. He will not joke with his power. He will not joke with his name. He will not joke with his authority. You cannot replace the Almighty God. That's right. the first thing he told us when he was giving the Lord. He said, you should, he said, you should worship the Lord God Almighty. There's no other God than, the, than, that is the, than this one God. That, you do not put any other thing above him. His authority, his power is the preeminent one. He is the great I am. Nothing replaces him. And when pride comes in, it tries to tell God, you are no longer number one, you are now number two. And that is what you find in that Isaiah chapter 14 verse 14. He said, I will ascend above the heights. I will, above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high God. And you cannot have two number ones in one place. So as soon as he now becomes like the most high God, what happened to the most high God? The most high God will either kick him out or he has to go and create another kingdom for himself. And that is what happens. And when you see that happening in a marriage, you will now begin to have conflict. You go to the place of work, you see that happening. That's where you now have you have issues. say, I can't work with my supervisor or I can't work with my fellow colleague. It's because you are trying to take the position that is not meant for you. So when pride comes in, it absorbs the authority of the Almighty God. And finally, number seven, God hates pride because it refuses to acknowledge the Almighty God himself. When you think that God has not done anything, there are some people, no matter what you do for them, they can never be appreciated. It is not good enough. They always see that, I mean, they, they, they look at, they look at things as if they, they, those things are not, if you cut your head and put it upon a pedestal and give it to them, it's still not good enough. These are people who refuse to acknowledge the Almighty God. And that is what you find. The Bible says, for thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend unto the heaven. I will, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the throne of the congregation in the side of the mountain. I will, I will, I will. You refuse to acknowledge that there is a God. You refuse to acknowledge that these are the things that God has done for us. Now, please understand that all these things that we're talking about might not be overt. You might not come out there and say, no, there is no God. You might not do that. But our actions, our attitude, our behaviors can continually tell that story that, yes, we do not believe in the Almighty God. And we do this every day in our marriages. You say the guy is having a problem or the woman is having a problem. You look at it and say, oh, I love my wife, but your behavior is saying something else. I respect my husband, but my, your behavior is saying something else. You go to the place of war, I respect my boss, but your behavior is saying something else. The person that refuses to acknowledge the almighty God or refuses to acknowledge constitutional authority, you are showing symptoms of pride. Okay? Now, as I said from the very beginning, Pride is very difficult, it's a very challenging issue of the heart because of the reasons that we've said earlier. We said it because it distorts reality, because it destroys everything on its path, because it attracts the judgment of God, because it's, it is very difficult to spot in our life. Now, if pride is so dangerous, the question is, how do you know? How will I know if I have issues with pride in my life? How will you know? How will I know? How do we know that we have issues of pride in the church? The first thing that you will know is that when we as individuals, when I as a man or my wife as an individual or a particular child, when we hate correction, we know we have issues with pride. Number two, when you have, when the heart cuts or accepts praises that is not due unto it, you know you have issues with pride. 
In other words, you are trying to accept the pra- you are trying to accept the, the praises of others. You are trying to accept praise. You are trying to accept the accolade that does not belong to you. What you have not what you have not worked for, you want to accept the the the, 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 the you want to accept the, the the accomplishment. You want to say that yes, you are the one who have done something that you have not even that you have not done. You want to be the person that received the spotlight when you have not put in the work. When the heart, the heart that cuts praise, the heart that cuts, uh, uh, cuts and accepts undue praises is the heart where pride resides. Number three, the heart that refuses to acknowledge faults. You never do anything wrong. You are always right. You are always the one that knows what to do. If you are, if your heart would be, if your heart tends in that direction, then there's an issue of pride going on. When the heart finds it very difficult to accept counsel, you cannot be, you cannot be advised. You cannot be told that, okay, this is the direction that you, we think you should go. Then you know that there's, there's an issue of pride going on. When the heart is obsessed with always being right and winning all the time, you are always in a fierce competition with everybody. Even just to stand up, you want to be the first person to stand up. To sit down, you want to be the first person to sit down. You want to be right and be on top every time. There's an issue of pride going on. When the heart is desperate for attention, you are desperate for attention. You are desperate for the clap. You are desperate for the ovation of men. You are desperate to be the first person to be in the spotlight. You know there's a pride going on. When the heart is obsessed with itself, the heart is obsessed with itself, you know that there's an issue of pride going on. Now, I'm not talking about, don't let me get myself into trouble. When the heart is obsessed with itself, let's leave it alone. <laughs> I don't want to get myself into trouble. Now, these are the kind of things that happens in the heart where you have an issue of pride going on. Now that we have seen this kind of pride issue, the question then is, what are the dangers that pride gives when it's inside the heart of an individual? What are the dangers of having pride in our hearts? Number one that we've talked about is the anger of the Almighty God. The Bible says the Lord resists the proud. If God should resist you, God have mercy on you. So you say, number one is... It, pride provokes the anger of the Almighty God. Number two, pride leads to division and separation. I've never seen any person who is happy around somebody who is just arrogant and proud. You just enjoy their company. I've not, I've, I've not, I've, I've never met that kind of a person. Number three, pride leads to dishonor. If you read the book of Proverbs chapter 18, you will see it there. Number four, pride leads, you know, it precedes destruction. The Bible tells us the proud leads, you know, is a pride, you know, yeah, the, the, the pride is always the one that precedes destruction. Number four, proud, pride will limit or stop the progress that an individual will make. Because as soon as you think that you are better than everybody, everybody just steps back and watch you. And they see how you are going to move on without them. So, as we are praying, you know, and, and that's one of the things I just want us to understand is that as we prepare to enter into the new year, as we prepare to be able to see what God will do for us in the new year, there is a reason, there is a need for us to be able to look deep into our hearts. What are the things that kept us from moving forward in the years past? Because unless you deal with those issues, we might find out that moving in the, in, the, in the new year, you might not be able to move past where you are also. Because as long as those things are there, you will not make any progress. And for us to now be able to move forward, we need to be able to ask ourselves, is pride an issue in my life? Is pride an issue in my life? Because if it is there, progress might be limited. So the question this morning is, how then do you overcome pride? How do you overcome it? How do you root out pride from our life? How do we root out pride from our lives? 
Let's look at the book of Philippians that we read for our scripture this morning. Philippians chapter 2. Reading from verse number 5, the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth and verse number 11, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, here is one interesting thing. If you look at verse number 7 of that verse of the scripture, the Bible says that he made, or he, made, he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, even the likeness of a man. I think we should back up a little bit to, back up a little bit to verse number 5. He said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. Okay? He was not a created being. I think if you read the book of Psalm 8, he said he was, the, he was with the Lord Almighty right from the very beginning. Genesis 1 said, tells us that let us make man in our own image. Which means Christ himself was there from the very beginning. The uncreated creator. He is there from the very beginning. The Bible says, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God. Okay? But if you go back to that book of Isaiah that we read the other time. Here was a created being. Okay, who felt that he was not satisfied being a created being anymore. He wanted to exalt his own throne above the stars of the one that created him. You see the stark difference between two individuals. And I think you have heard us, you must have heard the saying that says that uh, the, the empty barrel is the one that makes the loudest noise. The created being wants to take the place of God. God himself taught it not robbery to be equal with God. Isn't that amazing? But that's just a sidebar. But the thing that I want us to understand is that how do we deal with pride in our lives? Number one, the Bible tells us, it said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus also. In other words, the first way to deal with pride is to develop the mind of Christ. Develop the mind of Christ. And what does that mean to develop the mind of Christ? That is a different sermon altogether. Developing the mind of Christ. But let it suffice this morning that if we want to deal with the issue of pride in our life, if we want to put a kind of a hedge, if we want to kind of put a kind of a protective arm around ourselves to guard our heart against the issue of pride, the first thing you want to start dealing with is to deal, is, is to build, is to, is to model your heart to develop a mind that is the mind of Christ. The mind that is subjected to the Almighty God. The mind that recognizes the presence of the Almighty God. The mind that knows that yes, without God I can do nothing. The mind that is willing to, to release itself. The mind that will not fight for its own reputation. The mind that will be saying, that will say, Lord, your will be done, not mine. First, develop the mind of Christ. Number two, you have to recognize the authority of the Almighty God. The Bible says, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He understood the position of the Father. We have been talking about the Trinity in our, in, our, in our life class. He understood the position of the Father. There is no superiority or whatever. It's just a question of the roles. And our Lord Jesus Christ realized that the Father sits at the top of this particular of this of, of the Godhead. And because of that, I am supposed to do the will of the Father. He recognizes the authority of the Almighty God. You need to recognize not just the authority of the Almighty God, but constitute authority in everywhere you find yourself. Constituted authority in the home. Constituted authority in the place of work. 
Consider authority in the church of the living God. Consider authority amongst your friends. When we talk about marriage, I tell people, it is not a question of superiority. It's a question of function. The fact that you have three people sitting in the car, all of them have been duly licensed by the state of Tennessee to be able to drive a car. And one person is driving, that doesn't mean that person the expert driver. It just means at that point in time, is the one giving the responsibility to drive the car. It's not an expert driver. The fact that you have two people in a marriage and one of them is called the husband and the other one is called the wife doesn't mean that the husband is better than the wife. No. It just means he's been given the responsibility to be the leader of the house at that point in time. The same thing. We need to recognize the authority of the Almighty God. Not just in the church. Not just at the place of wonder. Everywhere we go, recognize constituted authority. Because somebody has to be the one responsible for something because that person must give accounts. And when you recognize it like that, when you see things like that, it settles a lot of issues in our lives. We don't have the issue of whether uh, you think I'm less than one person, I'm better than one person. The issue of equal right or gender right doesn't come up. It's a question of rule. And it's a question of responsibility. A man that will deal with pride in his own heart must recognize not just the authority of God, but constituted authority. Authority in the local area. Authority in the government. Authority, you may not like it, but you obey constituted authority. Number three, how do we deal with the issue of pride? You deal with the issue of pride by avoiding undue self-promotion. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Thank you.